and to the sun again same old one that was my friend so I made a big mistake try to see it once my way hey welcome this is Nick Flanagan weekly hello hi how are you boy boy is it winter out there let me tell you here in Canada I'm here in Canada just taking in the sights you know we got the raccoons over there we got the I, l- I live across from a school so I get to see the crossing guards helping out I think they have crossing guards in America and across the world too if your place of living country of living whatever you want to call it does not have crossing guards email the show and tell me all about it weekly podcast at gmail.com that's w-e-a-k-l-y podcast at gmail ah you are listening to nick flanagan weekly i'm back baby and so is my alligator keyboard you can't see it but boy is it a cutie pie and uh actually i worked a bit last night i did the door for a hot gig a band called Hotline TNT at the Monarch Tavern in Toronto. Featuring members of Weed. And uh, someone there was the person who I actually acquired the very alligator keyboard you heard not long ago. On. From. On from. He comes he, he comes in, he says to me, Hey, you know, uh, didn't I sell you like a CRT television? In my head, I'm like, bro, bruh, I've had a CRT television uh, since as uh, long as I can remember, you know? I had one over back in the day with my parents, and then when I lived in other places, my friend Davida Nemiroff, she gave me a VC- VHS CRT t- television, and uh, it's like a mix, you know, like it's like one of those like smallish ones that's like a VCR TV combo. And I'm looking at it right now. I've hung on to it. I play the Sega Genesis on it. I have a Super Nintendo on it attached. Uh, don't play the Super Nintendo as much lately. I was really into Mario World several months ago, but then I got to a level where I didn't know how to go past it. And I was like, well, let's take a break. But I have been playing Nintendo DS, and I did beat New Super Mario Brothers, which is on DS, and I had a, I had a great time. And now that I've beaten that, maybe I'll go back to Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Anyway, shout out to you, person who sold me the alligator keyboard. Um. What's going on? I'm glad to be in front of the mic, rocking it to you. Did some comedy on Monday. A little funny. I mean, it was. I mean, it was like an, a little odd. There was a gentleman at the comedy show I performed at who was just uh, really responding to everything everyone said, and I don't know. I was in a chatty mood. It was a small enough crowd. I didn't block him out. I just sort of talked to him, and it was a black hole. Oh, you want some comedy advice? Be very careful when you get deep into it with an audience member. And frankly, your only out might be asking them questions and then giving a funny answer that the rest of the crowd goes, ha ha ha, 
Like you go, hey, you here with that person? Is it your uh, is it your lover? And they go, no, it isn't. It's like, well, after tonight, they definitely won't be. No one wants to do it with a heckler. And uh, here's a joke you can say. Uh, hey, you know that gun, Heckler and Coke? Coach? K-O-C-H? Look it up. It is a gun. You know that joke? Heck, you know that gun? Heck, hey, folks. You know that gun, Heckler and Coke? It's, it's named such because the first thing it was used for was shooting a heckler. Oh, they'll quiet right down when you say that. Nothing crowds like better than being having their lives threatened by a comedian. In my experience. Anyway, so that was the beginning of the week. Well, Monday was the beginning of the week, and that was family day. Hit up a content sale at a mansion where my... Um, aunt, uncle, and cousins in an area where they used to live. And, uh, yeah, that was interesting. It was an interesting time. I got a universal remote, and I don't know why. But I thought I'd uh, start things off tonight by kind of like telling you about uh, kind of telling you about something I sold on eBay. Maybe this could be a recurring thing. I'll tell you about an object I sold on eBay. Or two. And, uh, kind of, most of the things that I sell on eBay, some of them are just weird electronic things I've come across. Those don't always have a lot of nostalgia attached to them, but otherwise it's just like VHS or video games, CDs, shirts, you know, band shirts or something, toys, whatever. So I always have a little thing, pop culture stuff I know about it most of the time. Or that I learn about it if I get the item. And let me tell you, it's not the greatest business plan. What you should be selling if you're going on eBay is just like things that um, people use. Electronics. Uh, I've heard aquariums sell well. Cameras. You know, this type of thing. Hard drives. Nope, I don't know about hard drive, I don't know. But, you know, ultimately, if you have a toy and it's out of the box and you're trying to sell it, you can sell it for like maybe 20 bucks. It's like a median. Even if it's like vintage you know. In the box, different story. But So it's just kind of a fun thing. But check this out. I sold something I threw on eBay not long ago. And I picked up probably at a thrift store a band called Mother Love Bone. Does this ring a bell to anyone listening? I feel like my demographic, some of you know who Mother Love Bone are. If you don't, which you may not, uh, they were sort of this band uh, whose existence, along with the existence of a band called Green River, sort of spawned um, a large part of the the grunge band wave, everyone from Alice in Chains to um, Pearl Jam, and I think Mudhoney were in members were in Green River. Uh, so uh, Mother Love Bo- and Mother Love Bone had uh, Jeff Ament who was in Pearl Jam, some other people, and a singer. His name was Andrew Wood, and Andrew Wood was 
earlier in a band called Malfunction. So mal funk like funk. So it's the word malfunction, but it's all screwed around. Malfunk, like a funk band. Shun, like something you would do to a person who maybe was canceled. Ah, ah. Malfunction was the first band after a while. This Andrew Wood guy, had a, he had a problem. He had a problem with drugs. He was in rehab in 1985. Okay? But then, after Malfunction, I think with members of Green River, Mother Love Bone was born. They put out one album. It was called Apple. I found Apple on CD. You know, an original release on, like, Polydor, Canada. Picked it up. Why the hell not, right? You should buy things like that if you find them, I guess. They're cheap. They're like a dollar. And I was like, oh, this is cool that I have it. I'll sell it, but I'm just glad I have it. And I have to tell you, I'm not crazy about Mother Love Bone's music. I didn't finish the story about Mother Love Bone, which many of you have already heard. Or no. Andrew Wood died of a drug overdose, I think before the first album's release. If not, it was shortly after. And he was 24. His girlfriend found him. He was comatose. It's very sad. Seattle, it, ain't, it was not a joke, this heroin situation in Seattle. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it still is. And I read Duff McKagan's autobiography, or I listened to his audiobook, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses. And... All these people he knew were just dying. Sounds like it was horrible. Um, so Andrew Wood dies. Mother Love Bone finishes. He's friends with Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. Chris Cornell knows Jeff Ament, maybe a couple other people from who wound up being in Pearl Jam, and then Kim Thale from Soundgarden. They form a band called Temple of the Dog. And maybe in the 1990s, and somehow Eddie Vedder is in it. I don't know how that happened. Suddenly, Eddie Vedder is in the band. Supergroup. Cornell Vedder. Thale. Ament, I think. And uh, Hunger Strike was their big song. Hunger Strike. Temple of the Dog put out an album sort of in tribute to Andrew Wood. I'm going hungry. Oh, yeah. I also learned that... Um, it's like Jerry Cantrell. I think Jerry Cantrell wrote the lyrics to uh, pretty much my favorite Alice in Chains song. I ain't a heavy head with Alice in Chains song, but Alice in Chains. But if you're going to listen to an Alice in Chains song, it should be Wood. It's very special. Wood, it has a question mark. I never put the two together. It's called Wood, like would you ever. And it's about Andrew Wood, who Jerry Cantrell liked. So there you go. The song Wood by Alice in Chains is about Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone. Learn something new on Nick Flanagan Weekly whenever you listen. That was just me sort of clicking and unclicking a pen for effect. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my pajamas, and honestly, this is the most relaxed and happy I've probably sounded um, recording lately. And I think two things... 
pajamas and the alligator keyboard giving me lovely sounds anyway so yeah this guy buys the mother love bone cd it's long story short had it on ebay boom someone bought it and let me tell you they didn't pay nothing they paid what i would have paid if i got it imported at like some jacked up canadian music retailer we're talking 30 dollars plus here for a cd so maybe CDs are on the rise in terms of value, but I think there's still enough like weird used CD stores that it's a very weird business. But I'm in it, baby. I'm in it. And yeah, the days of grunge, man. I remember I had that on tape, that album Apple uh, by Mo- Mother Love Bone, and I wasn't really feeling that either. It just is like hard for me to figure out. Sometimes. You need to be from a place to fully understand the music of it. I don't really have that vibe in Toronto that much. Like, I see bands from Toronto, I'm like, this is cool. You know, it's not like I'm very often like, the Toronto sound. And if it is something that gets defined as the Toronto sound, frankly, I'm not, I ain't involved in it. Unless it was the Toronto 80s hardcore thing in the 2000s, which I was involved in. And because I was involved in it, that's the only movement of sorts that I uh, saw happen. Well, not really, but you get it. There's some other stuff. Jazzy, funky, folky things in the 1990s. That's some Toronto stuff. But yeah, so I didn't get Mother Love Bone. But you know what person who purchased it? Thank you. You let me buy a sandwich or two. And I love sandwiches. And I'd like to shut out, shout out. I don't want to shut her out. This is my sister I'm about to talk about. I'd like to shout out my sister who gave me uh, some Earl Grey tea. It's just delicious. I've been addicted to it. I might have some. I have some cold stuff in the, in the pot over there. I might just pour it, put a little dairy creamer in it. Perhaps followers of the podcast know Charlie. Charlie is a little, very ancient Italian greyhound who I post all the time on Instagram. He's an ancient alien. And let me tell you, one time I accidentally had the tea, cup of tea with cream, uh, Earl Grey on the floor. Charlie went buck wild on it. He's drinking it like crazy. Then I look up can you give dogs tea? Seems like not in not in place of water, <laughs> which is something I would have assumed, and not in excess. But he's so old. I let him have the tea sometimes. Not all of it, just a bit. And there's cream in there, too. And they say you give the milk products to the dogs. Diarrhea. No diarrhea yet, so I think I'm just indulging him slightly and not murdering him and he's so old just let him have what he likes you know when my uncle was there in the hospital he wasn't but he was in his home go downstairs he'd have some cigarette what are you gonna stop him he's 81 
He's got mobility problems. Anyway. I will give the tea to the dog in moderation, and you will not report me to the authorities. This is the pact we make as listener and host. Okay? Good. Now that that's over with, I also sold the Blue Jays Christmas sweater. I won't get that into it. It's not like a Christmas sweater. It's just like a Christmassy vibe. It's blue. It's fuzzy. It's got the Blue Jays thing on it. It's knit. And uh, I'm glad someone picked it up. You know? Support your team. But those Christmas uh, sweaters, or some people, they had a period where they were just call stuff, I don't know, ugly sweaters, but they weren't always like sweaters were kind of a thing for a while. And I was an outlier. Find all the old pictures of me on MySpace. You can't, but if you did, see me wearing a lot of crazy cool sweaters. And crazy sexy cool sweaters, I would go so far as to say. Maybe I'll post one um, in the Patreon. I am on Patreon. It mostly just supports me putting out regular episodes. If you have suggestions on how to get my Patreon going or you want to just help me roll it along, write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. I also have something called Kofi, ko-fi.com. Slash McFlame again. You can support me there if you want. But you don't have to. But I'd like it. Yeah, I don't have the cojones to wear those kinds of sweaters anymore. I feel like once I got into my 30s, you know, I still wear stupid stuff all the time. But I like... I like to keep it chill, especially sweater-wise, you know? I'll just wear, like, a nice black kind of sweater with, like, a collared shirt underneath and some khakis. That'll do for me. Or I'll wear a dumb shirt, a t-shirt. And maybe if it's summer, dumb sleeveless. If it's a special occasion, I'll bust out a sweater like that, but I've gotten rid of most of mine. And I hope they're being used very well, because they were beautiful. And beauty is to be shared and celebrated. We actually sold a bunch of my dad's uh, book collection this week, which is an incredible book collection. Um, and it's a little painful seeing that stuff go. The dream with the book collection is you read it all, but you're never going to. And he had some amazing stuff. And when you have amazing stuff, it's harder to read it because you don't want to reduce the condition, which I always do when I read. Like, I've cherry-picked a few awesome books. I got this book about Greenwich Village in the 1960s. I got Werner Herzog's, uh, like, a first edition of, of Walking on Ice, which is about him trekking to see his sick friend from, like, France to Germany on foot in the winter. But I can't open those up. I don't want to mess them up. Anyway, my dad's book collection is gone, and it's not sent to a private collector. It's sent to people who are going to sell it, for the most part. And I think that's a great way, a great way to do it. People are going to buy it from an, in, an independent bookseller. They're going to buy what they want. They're going to find some title they're interested in. My dad was so curious. He was always buying all kinds of cool stuff. Shout out to you, homie. I don't know. I never called him homie while he was alive. It feels a bit... A 
like I'm taking advantage of the fact that he can't say not to call him that by calling him homie. But, you know, Holmes. Maybe he wouldn't mind Holmes. And, uh, yeah, so I'm glad he bought such a wonderful collection. Are you? Tell me how happy you are that the book collection's been thinned. All right, folks. I'm going to scooch on out. You're my faves. Really appreciate you listening. Hope you've had some fun. Hope you've learned a few things. I look forward to telling you more stuff in the future, sooner than later. I always want to put up more than more of these episodes than I do. Hopefully I can get it all regulated and get you like an amount of episodes that makes you go, damn. This guy's he's, he's, he's on on a uh, uh, good uh, routine here. Good schedule. But for now, I'm just going to sit around in my pajamas before I eventually pass out. Good night. Good day. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm being told. Playing that again. Weekly. Nick. Playing again. Weekly.